Hello and welcome to Saints Live, the final whistle. I'm Steve Forbes. And I'm Kenzie Benali. And disappointment here at St Mary's, the Southampton bow out of the FA Cup at the quarter-final stage in a 4-1 loss to Manchester City. We're here to discuss all the action from the game. We have former Saints captain Dean Hammond and NBC's lead soccer writer Joe Prince-Wright. Now, Dean, we'll come to you first. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like the scoreline didn't necessarily reflect large portions of the game. It didn't, Steve. I thought for the first hour, first 75 minutes, really good cup tie, very, very competitive. I thought Southampton were excellent, um, played with real high energy, um, a really good game plan, pressed Man City fantastically well, created opportunities from that, done the basics very, very well, picked the second balls up and then were able to play in Man City's half, created opportunities, half opportunities, had possession of the ball, and not many teams do that against Man City. And Man City looks uneasy, if I'm, if I'm honest. So credit to the players. And then it was just, it's always difficult. If you put that much effort in and that much energy in the last 15 minutes when Man City bring on Phil Phone and Riyad Mahrez, there's just that little bit of gap in quality. And, and that's the difference. And that's why Man City are one of the best teams in Europe, if not, if not the best. They sit at the top of the Premier League. They're still in the Champions League. And now they're in an FA Cup semi-final. So Southampton were, were great. And, you know, to go in at one or at half-time um, and come out the second half the way they did, I thought it was very, very impressive. And a lot of plaudits need to go um, to the players. And it's just disappointing because they did create opportunities. Um, the, the Adam Armstrong chance that hits the post. Um, I think Adam Armstrong has another couple of opportunities. Shea Adams at 2-1. Can he do a little bit better um, to make it 2-2? So it's if and buts. It's that little bit of detail but ultimately, uh, Man City just showed that little bit more quality at the end. But I thought Southampton were excellent today. Indeed. Joe, Dean touched on it there. Southampton did find chinks in the Man City armour, but just couldn't take the chances that they were presented with. Yeah, that's right. Dean spot on with that analysis in terms of the game plan worked perfectly right up until the penalty decision. And you could see the subs coming on, just about to come on, and it happened right around there. And then the momentum just was kind of sucked out of Saints. And even then at 2-1, there was a Shea Adams chance. Uh, that was huge at that point. But yeah, it's just more deflating, I think, as a Saints fan, that it was that close to being uh, what would have been obviously an incredible upset and a great win because there were chances there. There were you know 13 shots against Man City, only three of those on target. And I think that final action, that final bit of quality in the final third, that was just really the difference what we saw today. But really wasn't a 4-1 game. I think Man City's players, you could see it at the end, they were delighted to get away with a victory and uh, they knew they'd been in a real cup tie. So just feel a bit sorry for Ralph and the players because just at key moments today, those little mistakes, those little things just went against Saints. But full credit, they gave it a great go. And uh, I think every Saints fan will be very proud of that display. Uh, and again, just the small little things that didn't go their way today. Well, before we talk about the game in a bit more detail, here's how it panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solon. This match between two sides who were the losing semi-finalists last year in the FA Cup and Saints hoping to go one better than last season. Now Saints can come forward through Romeo. Clever ball. Oh, Adam Armstrong's hit the post. Oh, we all thought he'd scuffed the shot wide and it hit the outside of the post and stayed in. Clearance is fluffed. Back it goes. 1-0 City. No problem this time. Faced by Liveramento. Gets the byline. Drills it across. Brilliant save by Forster. Armstrong has it. And Yanusi's made the run. The goalie's come out. He's tight to the byline. Tries to play back in. And it deflects into the net. 
Armstrong's last chance to get a sniff at goal, Dave, because the two players are stood on the sidelines. That's a penalty. It could well be. I think it is. De Bruyne to give City the lead, and he does just as Forster goes the right way. As Stuart Armstrong has it, under pressure on halfway, gives it to James Ward-Prowse, and he knew what was out to his left, and the first touch is good, and Moyelianusi squares it to Shea Adams, who's hit it against the goalkeeper. They've worked the throw in well, City, and they got it to De Bruyne, and he dinked it to the box, and Foden will get a chance to shoot! Oh, my goodness me! He smashed City probably into the semi-finals of the FA Cup. Outside of his boot again to Gundogan, he finds a man on the right, Mares, and it's 4-1, and it's game over, and that was pure quality. Enough's enough. Southampton are out of the FA Cup. Well, let's dissect the game in a bit more detail now then, Dean. It all started, didn't it, with a bit of an agonising two minutes. Adam Armstrong hit the post before Raheem Sterling went on to find the back of the net. Yeah, it was a, 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 an FA Cup special of two or three minutes. It was, you know, it's, it's, it's a good opportunity for, for Southampton. Um, it's an excellent pass from, from Stuart Armstrong, who I thought was excellent today. Really, really good. Um, and then it's very, very good movement from Adam Armstrong. That's what he does very, very well. The timing of the movement, um, the sharpness of the movement. And then he just doesn't quite catch it right. It kind of snatches at it. But it, but it almost kind of um, bobbles in, um, but hits the post, unfortunately. Um, and then within a couple of minutes, you know, Man City are, are clinical at the other end um, from a, an error, a misjudgment from, from Jack Stevens, unfortunately. Um, I think he thinks Raheem Sterling is running in behind him. Raheem Sterling just holds his position and, and doesn't run. And, and Jack kind of overstretched. Does he slip? Does he lose his balance potentially? And that may come from, from not playing as many games as he'd like to play. So a little bit rusty. Um, and then obviously with the shot, um, just a little deflection off Liveramento. And I think actually Fraser Forster is probably going to save it because it's going um, straight at him. So really unfortunate for Southampton because I thought they started the game so, so well. Um, on the front, we're in the ascendancy um, and look very, very good. So, you know, a couple of minutes of madness, uh, but Man City going one up. So just like Joe just meant, it's just that little bit of detail in those in those final moments. Southampton could have been one up, uh, but within a couple of minutes, they're 1-0 down. But they reacted brilliantly from that. They really did. Well, it looked like we were going to go in at half-time 1-0 down, but Saints did pull back a, a leveller, albeit an own goal off of Emmerich Laporte. And I tell you what, Joe, Kenzie and I were down in the corner and this place erupted. Oh, I bet. And it was no more than Saints deserved because just before that goal, they really gathered ahead of steam and they had some really good opportunities, a lot of corners, uh, and Man City were hanging on there. So, um, yeah, it was a bit of a, a fortunate goal, but a wonderful run from Al Yunusi. He, I think he was saying he thought he might have been offside, right? But when the VAR checked it, he was just onside. Great run, kind of cutting across from the left towards the near post. Committed Zach Stefan. And then he was just trying to get the ball into a good area where something like that could have happened. And then, yeah, Laporte shanked it into his own net. So um, I think that was no more than Saints deserved. Of course, Gundogan hitting the post could have been 2-0 down. So that was a key moment as well. But on the balance of play of the first half, I don't think anybody from Manchester City could have complained that it was 1-0. And it really, like you said, gave the stadium a boost and a lift heading into half time. And at that point, the game plan, for me, it was working perfectly because they were high pressing. Dean mentioned it there, Man City, who are really hard to knock off their stride. They looked very uncomfortable on the ball, especially at the back. And Armstrong and Long and Al Yanusi and Stuart Armstrong were working so hard to win the ball back. And uh, yeah, it was looking really good at half time. And uh, of course, then it was all about momentum and that was shifting 
in Saints' way and uh, things were looking very good early in the second half too. Well, the fans have been getting in touch and expressing their pride with that performance. Um, Ryan Ackland has said, slightly unlucky. We took it to Man City for 70 to 75 minutes. Then City just showed their class. Uh, Lakai Tizard says, great battle. Proud of you. Come on, you Reds. And Gail Sampson, thanks for this one, says, we were beaten by the top team. Still proud of our boys. Uh, they tried their best. Um, going back to that first half then, Dean, even before the goal, we'd seen some really good stuff from Southampton. Hampton and kind of touching on what Joe just said there it really felt like the tactics were working I, th I thought they worked really really well um, and it all came from the energy and, and the willingness and, and, and being brave to, to press Man City because it's very easy to sit off Man City and, and hold a shape and um, give up possession and try and play on the counter-attack but Southampton didn't do that you know they picked up second balls and, and from that moment and what they did they, they won one-on-one -on -one duels they won 50-50 tackles you know um, Livermento won two tackles before that opportunity for Adam Armstrong, before Stuart Armstrong slid him in and, and Southampton hit the post. So they had that real desire to, to take the game to, to Man City, which I think shocked them, to be honest. I don't think they expected it. Um, there was the another half opportunity for Adam Armstrong. There was a, a brilliant cross from Livermento that was Shane Long pushed by Kyle Walker, potentially, maybe not, maybe a little bit softer for a penalty, a few corners, a free kicks. And Southampton had quite a decent amount of territory, which you don't have against Man City. You really don't. Um, so very impressive in that first half. And, and didn't expect Southampton to go in at 1-1, I must admit, when we were in injury time. Um, but fully deserved, fully deserved. And I'm sure that the dressing room at halftime was really, really buoyant. I'm sure the manager had to calm the players down because they would have been very, very eager to get out into the second half. And they started the second half on the same sort of note. So impressive in that first half and as well as you know it's difficult when you go one nil down against man city that's even harder but the reaction and response was was excellent from the players now joe during the first half you tweeted this uh, tino livramento that's it that's the tweet now what impressed you so much about tino's game today everything Dean mentioned that there that one uh, situation where he launched himself into two great challenges and had the composure to pick out a pass I thought he was absolutely sensational. He stopped, uh, obviously, Cancelo, Man City's marauding left-back who often starts their attacks. You hardly really mentioned him throughout the game because Livermento pinned him back. He was so good going forward, very good defensively, did well to hold Sterling up at times. And uh, you just have to remind yourself, this kid's 19 years of age. It's incredible in his first full season in the Premier League to be playing at the level he is. And obviously, he had an injury in recent months, he had a bit of a rest last week, uh, but he was, for me, the standout player for Southampton today. And it's just the quality. I, I think he's one of the, the Saints players that when he gets into the final third, you know he's going to whip in a dangerous ball into a good area, or you know he's going to play the right ball down the line. He did that time and time again in the first half. It, it was direct. I think that was a clear game, game plan from Southampton to get him behind and look for Armstrong and Long early. And Livermento does that so well. And uh, yeah, he's a player that continues to impress me. And I know neutrals. And you're just trying to think with the the, the wealth of talent England have at right back, how on earth he's going to get into the England squad. But he's almost playing so well now. He's in England under 21 at the National. He's the next man up, I think. So uh, he, he is incredible. He's magic, as the fans sing about. And yeah, I love Tino Livermento. And uh, I'm really looking forward to watching him develop uh, over the next few years at Southampton.
Yeah, he certainly is an exciting player, isn't he? Um, well, let's head back to socials and see what the fans are saying after that one. Again, just really expressing their pride in the team. Uh, Martin Jerram says, played well, gave it everything we had. Couldn't have asked for more from the lads today. Really put City on the back foot at times. Helen Rogers, hello to you. She says, we gave them a game, but in the end, City's quality won the day. Uh, and Dominique Legg says, despite the result, we can still be proud of ourselves. Uh, absolutely. Thanks for those comments. Um, well, Dean, let's get get back to dissecting the match then um, obviously moments before Ralph was about to make two substitutions Man City were awarded the penalty what was your thoughts on that well, you could see it was the, the, the tactical decision from the manager and the tactical plan that after um, an hour that he would make the change and um, I thought that was very sensible and would have made a difference and it actually came from Southampton on the break uh, it's a brilliant one too from Elanusi and uh, Adam Armstrong on the edge of Southampton's box and they break and Elanusi keeps running with the ball, keeps running with the ball. Adam Armstrong makes an unbelievable run sprint and he's in behind, not in on goal, but he's in behind the Man City defence. And Elanusi doesn't make the pass and loses possession. Then it comes out to, to Man City and, and Southampton are kind of out of, out of shape and it goes wide to, um, it ends up at Jesus and Salas is just a little bit eager uh, a little bit too keen to to try and win the ball. Jesus is actually going away from goal. There's no real danger. Um, and unfortunately, I've seen it a few times from all different angles. Um, it's a penalty. He does make contact. Um, he's a little bit late. He's just a little bit too eager. Um, but you can blame that down to the adrenaline of the game um, and trying to win the ball back because Southampton were, were well in the game at, at that point. So I would say that's the only disappointment uh, of the match today. The first two two goals that Southampton conceded could have been avoided. They really could have done. And, and again, we talk about it's just that's it, it's the small details, the small moments. You know, Southampton on the break, one decisive pass or right decision with a pass, maybe Southampton get a chance or a corner. Um, but after that, you know, a minute, two minutes later, they're 2-1 down. So it was unfortunate. Um, but Southampton's still within the game. Um, and like you say, the two subs came on and, and created a chance for Shea Adams at 2-1 and could have that changed the game again. Man City subs certainly had an impact. Phil Foden got their third goal before Riyad Mahrez added a fourth. And Joe, I mentioned at the top of the show that it kind of gave the scoreline a tinge that it, it probably didn't deserve. Yeah, spot on, Steve. It, it wasn't a 4-1 game at all. It was very, very tight throughout. I'm just looking at some of Pep Guardiola's comments coming in post-game. And he said, Southampton's one of the best and most organised teams we face all season. And this was not a comfortable victory. And I think that sums it up best because... Man City gave Saints so much respect today. They knew they were in a battle. And it was just that extra quality. Dean's mentioned it there. Foden, great strike. I think even potentially Salas, who can clear that chance a bit better. But it's difficult late in the game. Uh, balls coming into the box. Man City really stepping on the gas, even though they didn't really need to late on. And then the ball drops after a bit of a half-missed clearance from Salasu and Foden's got the quality to smash it into the top corner from outside the box. And Emares with a great finish as well. So, yeah, that, that's not a fair reflection on, on, on this game, the way it panned out and seeing the reaction of Man City's players and managers afterwards. They, they know that this was a lot tighter than a 4-1 scoreline. So I think I just hope that Southampton could go into the final months of the season now with confidence from a performance like this because not many teams push Man City the way they have all season long in the three times they've played them. And uh, they've shown that, especially against the top teams, and they have a lot of them left to play this season, they can cause them a lot of problems. And we said it before, it suits them better playing that way when teams are open and, and on the front foot against Saints. And we saw that once again today. They are much 
better suited to playing against teams who give them more space, even though they have a lot of quality, as we saw late on with Man City. Absolutely. And great to hear the high praise from Pep Guardiola there. Well, let's hear from Ralph Hasenhutl now. Here's what the Saints boss had to say after the game. Yes, every defeat is half tough to take. Um, but uh, I must say we did a really good job today for a long time, but uh, not long enough and not clinically enough in the defence and not in, not in the offence. This was the difference between these two teams today. You've made life really hard for them on a number of occasions and you did again right from, from the off today. How good was that work against the ball that you spoke about in the lead up to this game and generally just how you how you started off? It was against the ball maybe our best game this season against them. Our KV away game was also good. Um, but uh, the home game where we drawed was not that good like today. We had been really, really intense in the game with a lot of investing in, in, in sprints against the ball. But yeah, this is what you have to do against City. And normally you should do it, be able to do it 90 minutes, uh, also with the five subs we have. But uh, we couldn't he- keep it high and uh, this is what was a little bit disappointing for me, I must, I must say. Uh, the intense after the two subs was not the same like before. And uh, in the end, uh, yeah, they, they take their chances and when you give them a, such an easy penalty, then uh, you, uh, you cannot wonder why you lose. Um, Well, let's look ahead to the next task at hand. Then, of course, we return to Premier League action after the break. We take on Leeds, Dean. How are you feeling ahead of that one? Confident, Kenzie. It's the Southampton play like they have all season and like today. um, Then they'll be more than fine and and they'll go into the game with with lots of confidence. The performance today was very, very good. Um, People look at it from the outside and look, it's four defeats in a row for Southampton. Is there a problem? Is there an issue? Um, I don't think so at all. It's in small margins that you can work on training. And that's why analysis is is so important. Group analysis, team analysis, video analysis is really, really important because it's a young group of players and this will give them a chance to to improve. You only learn by your mistakes. Um, And there was just a couple of small mistakes today, but the performance was excellent. Um, And with the international break now, it gives the players a chance to regroup, um, a chance to to recover and a chance to maybe work on things with the players that are not on international duty. So looking forward to the game. Um, Leeds are fighting for their lives, so it'll be an exciting game. Um, But like Joe said, you know, teams that come at um, Southampton and when Southampton has a chance to press them, they create chances and they're a better team. So, yeah, looking forward to the game. I mean, Joe, Leeds are still in a relegation battle, although they've just, they're going to come off the back of a, a 3-2 win against Wolves, but it really hasn't been a good couple of months for them. No, it hasn't. I was there for their defeat against Manchester United in my role of NBC, and the, the atmosphere was incredible at Elland Road. So that will lift them and get in these couple of wins. But as you mentioned, Steve, even the wins they've had recently at home, stoppage time win against Norwich City, where they looked like they were going to draw that game. And then that crazy game against Wolves where there was so much going on. And and even then, uh, they played against Wolves who had 10 men for the whole second half and and nearly didn't win that game. So they're not in great form. I think Patrick Bamford, Calvin Phillips, Cooper, if those players are fit and available, then that makes them a a totally different team. And Jesse Marsh, in in all the time I've known him with the New York Red Bulls and with the US men's national team over the years, is a very good manager, very good coach, very positive figure and he seems to have had a good impact with them early on in his time in charge at at Leeds and in the Premier League so it's going to be tough as I said that atmosphere at Elland Road is something very special but it can almost work against Leeds as well right I think there's a lot of expectation on them and the manager's spoken about that so uh 
Yeah, Dean said it best there. I think they are a team that love to get on the front foot. They maybe aren't quite as cavalier as they were under Marcelo Bielsa and don't go man for man all over the pitch, but they still take a lot of risks and and try and get on the front foot early. So I think there's an opportunity there for Saints, as we saw earlier in the season against Leeds when they played really well and beat them at St. Mary's. So again, keep confidence. I think Saints now, they're still in the top 10 battle to try and finish in the top half of the Premier League, which we all would have taken heading into the final few months of the season. And uh, I think now is a good time to have a break after the recent results. And Dean mentioned it perfectly there. Little small margins in all of those games. There's not terrible performances from start to finish. It's not a disaster, but some fine tunings needed over the international break. And then Saints can go again. Absolutely. We look forward to that match uh, against Leeds. But until then, uh, Joe Dean, always a pleasure to have you with us. Thanks ever so much for your company. As we've mentioned, up next, it's a trip to Ellen Road. Of course, before then, though, uh, a nice little break, the international break. Uh, So have a restful week or so, and we look forward to seeing you for the Leeds match. Take care. Bye.